I'm a mother, wife, daughter, and friend. I'm also an agency executive, a leader, a manager, and a CEO. I am not very comfortable talking about myself this much. I do not have it all. I love my family, constantly learning, being part of a team, making a difference, and the warmth of the sun. I hate indecision, injustice, and cancer. I've been called loyal, real, approachable, occasionally intimidating, and I think once even visionary. I am most proud of my daughter and the special and successful agency we've been able to build at Critical Mass over the past 20 years. I want to be a positive influence on my daughter, my family and friends, my agency, my colleagues, and the world. My name is Diane Wilkins, and I'm the Chief Executive Officer at Critical Mass. Celebrating the work, lives, and achievements of women in Western North America, The Drum presents Exceptional Women Out West, hosted by The Drum North America Editor-at-Large, Doug Zanger. Let's go with three questions here. Okay. Let's go with the first one. When are you at your very best? Ironically, I find I'm at my very best when the pressure is on and the time is short. Really, truly, my calling was for standardized testing, but there's no way to make a career <laughs> out of that. So a little bit of information and quick decision is pretty much how I roll. And, and what I've learned on the flip side of that is giving me more time doesn't necessarily get you a better decision. Hold on. What was that all about? You know, you know when there's some things you are just really naturally good at? <laughs> Mine is standardized testing. But you're so creative. But you're creative. Creative with the answers, I suppose. I don't know. <laughs> Fast and creative. That's really what I am. When else are you at your best? I mean, because, you know, I think in this industry it moves so, it, you know, fast pace. Yeah. But there have got to be other things when you kind of feel at your best as well. It's an interesting one. I, I think I'm almost better on the spot, better spontaneous. There's a, there's a speed factor, clearly, to right. me that is, you know, a little bit relying on my wits and my ability to comprehend. And, and now that I'm the elderly citizen in this industry, <laughs> my years of experience to actually be able to respond well in situ. That's good, that's good. There's no substitute for what? Authenticity. There's no substitute for authenticity. Okay, so that is a word that we in this industry like to throw around a lot. Why do you say that? Usually I say real and not authenticity, but grammatically it didn't really work with your question. <laughs> um, and, I, and I even say real because I think authenticity is a little bit fake. You right. know, there's a little bit of a sort of highfalutin phoniness to saying authentic when you could just say real. It's very much a lesson I learned fairly early in my career as I was trying to be a lot more like somebody else than I was embracing myself mm -hmm. and have seen it's a very, very integral part of Critical Mass. It's one of our values right. at the agency is to be real. Right. Our clients are real people. The people we're selling things to are real people and we're all real people. So allowing the whole person to kind of shine through I think is differentiating. We got a lot of phonies in this business and a lot of phonies in this world. So uh, yeah. being real, maybe it's a little Canadian thing. I don't know, but That's, there's a, yeah. there's a realness. The Calgary. I like it. Yeah. I, I I'm fine with the grammatical error. I think I will get t-shirts that say there, there is no substitute for real. I'll wear one. Okay. Fair enough. Why do we hold ourselves back? I think we're too prone to looking for permission. I, I think mm. it's something that I look to sort of younger generations. Again, I'm really determined to age myself on this thing. But <laughs> I, I see sort of younger kids not nearly as hung up on, well, is that right for me as we are? And I, I think just the way I grew up anyway was everything was great. But 
there was sort of a, a convention that we needed to fit in and a right. permission-based kind of society that I think we learn the most, do the most, see the most, and surprise ourselves the most when we skip that a little bit and say, you know, I'm not necessarily perfect for this, but I'm going to try it. I've said before that life truly can be tapas at times. It's okay to sample a few things here and there, and you just don't know what is going to come out of it. Totally agree. You and I are Gen Xers. Yes. We're, we're millennials that didn't have mobile phones. Right. But I think that we sort of were counterculture, and it's, and it's interesting because I, I think that, to your point, society told us that we had to go a certain direction, but I don't get the sense that you really followed, them, followed their advice, as it were. I'm not a rampant rule breaker by right. any means. No, sure. I, I, my dad's a federal court judge in Canada, so maybe right. I come by that fairly honestly. That could be an explanation. True, 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 true. But I think there's certainly experimentation has always kind of been just me like trying right. trying stuff right. um but not breaking the mold you right. know and i think that's something that we could and should push ourselves to do even more let's get to the must list what is a must do put yourself in uncomfortable situations i mean that and it goes really what we, we were just right, talking right. about there's never a thing more scary than doing something you've never done before and signing yourself up Right. for something you've never done before, but there's nothing more rewarding than coming through that and the confidence that you build mm -hmm. from putting yourself out there, succeeding or even half succeeding, and then taking it to the next level the next time. What's the most uncomfortable situation you were ever in, oh. especially early in your career? Because I think that's really a good lens to look through. Sure, yeah. Early, early in my career, I was in Stockholm, Sweden, sort of teed up to be sort of the project manager at a new agency that we formed that was working with Saab Automobile at the time. And I ended up sort of also being the account director and the managing director of the agency because we didn't, really didn't have any. And so all of a sudden, I'm working with these longtime ad agency guys, flying in and out from one side of Sweden to the other and presenting in front of hundreds of senior stakeholders at Saab. And six months earlier, I was a golf pro in Canada. So it was, uh, <laughs> you know, it was sink or swim. Yeah. And, uh, and I dog paddled my way through the first couple, but then just suddenly became one of the gang and got more comfortable with that. And right. I was by far the youngest in the room. I was probably the only female in the room right. and somehow got through it anyway. Consistently standing over the 20 foot putt to save par. Yes, exactly. <laughs> What's a must experience? I think travel. And not necessarily global travel, because it, that's one of the things in the United States and in North America as well. Yeah, I mean, trust me, I'm in Portland. Going up to BC is amazing. Going over to Nova Scotia, you know, throughout the parts of the United States. But, you know, global travel is great. Sure. But don't forget the other parts. That's right. I agree with that, too. And thank you for the Canadian advertisement. You're welcome. Um, I think travel, though, is similar to that, too. It's going and seeing how somebody else lives, what they do, what they prioritize, and it makes you more worldly. And I think if we were all a little more worldly as citizens, we'd have a little more empathy. We'd give a crap about right. what was happening outside of our initial sort of sphere of influence. Right. And it would be a better place. What's a must read? Anything. Just read. I'm, I'm what do you a like to big read? proponent. I read a lot of fiction. Yeah. I had a lit degree, English lit degree, okay. way back in the day. Um, the and the so I, layers of the onion continue the, yeah, to be peeled. The, yeah, the <laughs> English degree, amazing. golf pro. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It was not a, it was not a straight line. No. My, my path. I've often said my favorite job is CEO of Critical Mass. My second favorite job was cutting the greens on the golf course. Yeah. In the summers oh, at yeah. the golf course where I grew up. Uh huh. But you but like to read a lot of fiction. I do. I read a lot of fiction. I read some nonfiction. I'm not a big industry business book. Right. Yeah. How I does that inform your leadership, though? I mean, I, that's got to be nice because 
again, the, the nonlinear thing, it potentially takes away some of those layers and allows you to think a little bit differently. Perhaps. You know, I really am a big believer in the whole person and not just the business persona that focuses on you know, business or marketing or advertising or whatever we're talking about, but whatever your career is, you need inspiration from outside. Right. You need people from outside. You need your coworkers to have lives outside. Right. Because one dimension is never good enough. No. No. What is a must learn? My must learn, and I'm still working on it, is how to prioritize. There is just never enough time. Too many ways to squander precious, precious minutes and hours. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it is definitely something I've gotten much better at over sort of my 18 years doing this at Critical Mass, but it's still an ongoing quest. There is trivial all around us, and we need to not let it get in our way. Yeah, I've, I've learned also that prioritization mixed with really good organization just takes away all the clutter, and there's enough clutter around us as it is right now. That's right. I think that's the whole secret to effectiveness, those two things right there. And I mean, everyone wants to be effective at what they do, whatever it is. Right. I think we get caught up in efficiency, right. which I see more we measure and measure and measure, but effectiveness is far more powerful. Right, because you want them coming back. Yeah. You want to make a mark. You want it to have meaning or impact. What's a question that you've never been asked that you would love someone to ask you? <laughs> you, you may know that I've struggled with this one. No, it's, I, I think it's a good one, though. Okay. Well, my question is, would you please come and be the mayor of Maui? This is No one gen- has ever asked me that. Okay, that is a genuinely random question. You've got to give at least a little bit of context for that. I love Maui. I, who I doesn't? Know how much exa- no right. one who's ever been to Maui wouldn't think, uh, yeah. someday I could handle living here. And right. it's the antithesis of the pace I think we live in, in in this industry and in New York and that sort of thing. So right. when I think about what will be someday, I tend to think about Maui. Do you wax sentimental about kind of that? I mean, it's obviously it's not you're like looking to hang up the, you know, the, the golf cleats anytime soon, <laughs> the spikes, but... It's kind of nice to think about what that next thing is. It is kind of nice to think about what that next thing is. And, I, you know, I've been incredibly fortunate at building an entire career at Critical Mass. So 18 years in a company that's 20 years old. I was roughly 10 when I started, just, you know, for those trying to age me with <laughs> right. my husky voice. And it's an all-consuming kind of job. And, I, you know, I throw myself into it, certainly hardcore. Right. And that's needing inspiration, I suppose, at work from all kinds of other things. But right. The what would I do if someday, if I hadn't, all those kinds of things, long runs, right. they all worm their way into my little brain. And I think about all the other things I might want to do. My project list. We'll meet you up at the uh, donut shop, the bakery over on Baldwin. Up, Sounds up good. Up and up country. Sounds so, good. Yes. Here's where I compliment you. When researching, we always try to find a few things. Some are very obvious. Some are a little bit more behind the scenes. Uh-oh. So we ask, you know, we ask around. We just kind of do some research. There are several things that we could compliment you on. But the one thing that really stands out to me is that you are committed to your roots of Calgary. And that is not a place that a lot of people necessarily think of. It's not the first city that leaps to mind. And at the same time, it's kind of like, why wouldn't it? I mean, it's a really an amazing city and it continues to grow and evolve. And if you look at where you are right now between Sweden and now in New York, I love the fact that you have such deep respect and honor your Calgary roots. 
Well, thank you. That's an easy compliment. I appreciate that because I was a little worried. Calgary is absolutely fundamental to critical mass. It is our headquarters. It is our source of pride. It is our largest and top pool of talent. You know, the best work we produced for years has typically come out of Calgary. We've now got pods of talent in a whole bunch of other cities that are awesome too, but right. it all harkens back to Calgary. And our culture at Critical Mass is very special. It is right. just a little bit different. It's hard to articulate. It's the Alberta it's, way. No, it, seriously. It it, no, really, there's I, a scrappy yeah. underdog, yep. a keep it real, not one iota pretentious, right. that is when we're at our best. And we have a team in New York City, for example, or in London, Singapore, that are all that kind of person we've been able to collect those people and have them really fit with our with our culture we, we work really hard at it right but we're able to sort of export that calgary style um, right. throughout the organization and we've gone through our days where we thought you know what it's far away calgary's hard to sell maybe we should downplay the calgary part and tee up chicago or something like that and we've gone right back to no it's who we are it's mm -hmm. it's where we started and what shaped us right from the very very beginning right. so now we go to the opposite distance and right. i don't know if you saw sort of a recent thing but all the commentary around people looking at moving to canada if a certain huge guy wins right we actually launched a little site called move to canada a.com yes and have been <laughs> commenting on the commenting, promoting our 30 or 40 job openings in Calgary and Toronto. Yeah. Because it's time to be proud of Canadian. If we weren't before, it sure right. is now. But we've had a lot of fun with but it. You might apologize a little bit. There well, might be a sorry here and there. Of course. It all starts with sorry. We're Canadian. <laughs> sorry, but move to Canada, eh? <laughs> this is a chance where we just let you talk about whatever you want to talk about. The floor is yours. I suppose something that I've been thinking about, I think probably everybody in the United States and actually all the Canadians that love watching American politics have been thinking about is what can we do? What can I do to help? I'm a busy person, family, work, career, all this kind of stuff, but it matters a lot. You know, and the choices that we need to make, we've just seen an, a tremendous election result in Canada and, and very sort of aggressive into the new and into diversity and some of the things that you would hope certainly Canadians at least could rally around but it does really weigh on me a little bit saying how do we do more in our day-to-day -day? and I think part of that is just how we conduct ourselves and the kind of companies we're building and the kind of people we're spending time with and then really sort of toying with that uh, but is there time is there the need to be an activist at the same time and really do more in terms of what we believe in so I, I wrestle with that one myself it kind of maybe goes back to the Maui thing is that in another life will I be more of an activist or I don't know if I can go so far as politician but closer to that the last word kind of like the must list one piece of advice or wisdom it doesn't necessarily just have to be for women it should be for the industry what's that one piece of advice that is extremely important for you to share with everybody. My advice for everybody would be while you're pushing and trying and stretching, don't forget who you are and that what's right for somebody else isn't necessarily right for you. So try to find that fit, try to find that personal inspiration, not from the point where you're conservative and holding yourself back, but make sure it's not making you feel gross inside doing what you're doing every day as you're trying to climb up a ladder or move through a career and, and advance yourself. Huge pleasure getting together with you. And we'll see you on Maui. Thanks, Doug.